0: him. What's he doing? I'm finishing this so we can listen to tunes while we work. How is that a
1: priority? Blame
0: Quill. He's the one who loves music so much. No, I actually agree with Drax on this. That's hardly important right now. Oh,
1: okay. Sure, Quill.
0: No, seriously. I side with Drax.
1: Patrons of the Psychic Wars to Geek Salad episode 181, Rock Real. <laughs> Today we are talking all about movie soundtracks, and oh god damn, this is a big one. Yep. This is what I would refer to as being an epic show. Actually, yes.
2: Didn't didn't you guys didn't you and Mike C cover this on episode two or episode three? We
1: did. All right, so we did something like it was in the first ten episodes, yeah. and it was the music. Um, Based on and inspired by the the podcast Geek Salad, Jim came in was the first time we ever had a guest host on the show, and the show was honestly fucking lousy because I had to. This is back before we learned how to rip audio, so I literally held the recorder microphone (laughs) up to the speaker while I'm playing stuff off of iTunes. (laughs) So.
3: Is that your phone buzzing? It might be my phone buzzing. It because is it, my phone it, buzzing. It buzzing on the box that the microphone is Yeah, that's on a bad idea. bad, <laughs> bad day. All
1: right. So anyway, um, by the way, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm
3: Catherine. And we actually have a special
1: guest tonight. Um, a friend of mine and a friend of my wife's, Mr. Todd Dickstrom
2: Hello. Yay. Hey, we're
1: very happy to have you here. Todd has been so excited to be part of this show for a very long time <laughs> that we just decided stop dropping your CDs. Um... That we just had to have him on. He's been months and months of bugging you. Months and months. And it was good ideas too. Yep. And he (laughs) he actually has a record tattooed on his forearm. I do. (laughs) So uh, we know he's all about the music. In fact, the fact the fact that he met that he met my wife. Doing Titanic the Musical. Oh, jeez. You surviving son of a bitch. Yes, <laughs> it was really something. Really something. So you
0: weren't Jack, were you?
1: I was Well,
4: you know, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you could have been. You could have yeah. been. There's a correlation. Maybe I was. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: So, um. If, uh, if that bitch had moved over just half an right. inch. Yeah, seriously. They
1: proved it on Mythbusters. They could do that, yep. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we are here to talk about movie soundtracks, not movie scores. Um. So we can have a discussion about that. So what we're going to do is we're first off going to start with a lot of our social media feedback and starting off we're going to go across the pond with Em from the podcast Verbal Diorama. Please download her stuff. It's on Stitcher and iTunes um, and m has got some stuff to say and she's going to taunt me about Grease too. I know she's going to taunt me about Grease too. And you brought so it on yourself. Andy. I did bring it on myself. So go ahead Em.
5: M from verbal diorama, your favourite Brit, she of questionable taste, and Andy's official shoulder angel. He made me a certificate and everything. So I heard you were doing movie soundtracks, and I had to drop in my twopence worth because I love movie soundtracks. I want to talk to you about a few I really love. So I'm going to get the big guns out, and I'm going to start with Grease 2. The quality of songs is amazing. I mean, you have. All of the classics you've got reproduction.
2: reproduction
5: you've got score tonight you've got girl for all seasons you've got do it for our country and my personal favorite cool rider i mean it really is the pinnacle of movie soundtracks oh and andy i do hope you're dropping the audio in for all of those so everyone can really appreciate the quality of those songs and i'm obviously completely joking um <laughs> and my cat agrees. I feel like I might be permanently banned from ever gracing your eardrums again if I continue to mention Grease too. It's kind of become a bit of a thing that every time I'm on, I mention it. So I'm going for the trifecta when I guest on your show for real. Um, what I really want to talk about are the soundtracks I actually have on CD because I only ever bought CD soundtracks if they really meant something to me. So here's what I have. So I've got Bridget Jones's Diary, which is pretty standard for a uh, woman of my age. Uh, Pretty much all the angsty songs that young adult me went through whilst I was being dumped or dumping guys. Um, Side note, I usually did all the dumping back then, but I was still sad about it sometimes. Um, Chicago, um, from the movie, up until recently, the only movie I'd actually seen at the cinema more than once. Um, I know it's been on Broadway for years, so it probably doesn't count, but I'm a bit of a secret theatre star so i do love to perform um and i use inverted commas for that word uh around the house um i'm the velma not the roxy um the full monty um this film was a massive back here in 1997 and the soundtrack contains a lot of 70s music that i'd previously seen not known about um so it's good fun um the wedding singer um is obviously set in the 80s so it's full of 80s music um and it's probably one of my favorite if not my complete favorite romantic comedies of all time um so I love the movie very much but I feel like if I focus on it that I literally wouldn't talk about anything else so um so There are kind of three soundtracks I just wanted to focus on um, because all of them are fantastic and the music is so linked to the story of the movies and for me, that's kind of the main reason that a a soundtrack kind of brings me in um, and kind of keeps me interested. I... Bought the first Guardians of the Galaxy um, soundtrack, the awesome mix volume one, um, pretty much as soon as I saw the movie, um, because the music just really connected with me and the way James Gunn used music in key points of the movie, I thought was was genius and really good fun. I thought it was something he'd never do better um, sort of in the second um and so when guardians of the galaxy volume 2 came out um initially that soundtrack disappointed me because you know there was no blue swede there was no jackson 5 there was no the runaways and instead we had Fleetwood mac electric like orchestra and george harrison um all really great songs but initially they just didn't feel like they connected with me um in the same way as the first um and then something really bad happened in my life, and I was really, really sad. And I was sitting in my car, and I had the CD in um, in my car, so I stuck it in the CD player and I started listening, and And pretty much as soon as Mr. Blue Sky came on, I just kind of felt this connection, like I felt really uplifted, and, and they say that music is powerful, and, and I'd probably experienced something like that before, but I couldn't recall it, Um and now I listen to Mr. Blue Sky. Um, by the way, a song that I did know of before, um, and it just instantly kind of lifts me up and brings me joy, and um, it kind of gets me out of that funk that I was. It kind of reminds me of how I was feeling before, but in a good way, because it's like you know things can get better. Um, and I really kind of credit that soundtrack for for kind of reintroducing me to that song. Um.
3: Blue Sky. Bye.
5: And similarly, um, Fleetwood Mac's The Chain um, is a song that I've known for years, um, primarily because it's used in um, Formula One. As It's essentially the theme of Formula One here in the UK. So it's the dun, 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 dun bit. Um, anyway, the idea of kind of breaking the chain and, and the poignancy of the lyrics made me love Literally the whole album. Um And rewatching Volume 2. Kind of gives it a whole new meaning now. Um, I really respect the hell out of James Gunn. For soundtrack in the movies. The way he has. And it was one of the reasons why I wanted him. To be reinstated for Volume 3. Because no other director. Could have the same clear vision of Guardians. Um, and kind of north the soundtrack. Especially now Quill. Has a zune. um So. The, the Guardians of the Galaxies, sort of together, is... I'll, I'll call that my first choice. And we're going to go back, um, way, way back, to 1996 for my second choice. Picture the scene. I'm a fresh-faced teenager. That's quite difficult to picture, but trust me, it did happen at one point. Um, and I'm noticing this hot young actor called Leonardo DiCaprio, and... Um, And he's going to be in a retelling of literally one of Shakespeare's famous tragedies. Uh, Teenage me would tell you that late 90s Leo was literally the hottest boy in the world. Um, and whilst us Brits are raised on a diet of Shakespeare and the royal family literally like everyday Shakespeare royal family Shakespeare royal family Um, I was actually a much bigger fan of A Midsummer Night's Dream than I was of Romeo and Juliet mainly because you know everyone prefers the comedies over the tragedies because you do Um, so when I found out that Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be Romeo. That was massive news to me and my friends at the time. And even bigger was the fact it was going to be set in modern-day L.A., but still using Shakespeare's original text. The movie sounded like bonkers, but it worked. I even forgive the fact they call the guns swords. Um, And to be honest, I forgive Baz Luhrmann for a lot of stuff because his movies are usually just so delightful and glorious and gorgeous and well-soundtracked. See also Moulin Rouge! So the movie's set in LA, so you expect a, like a 90s soundtrack, um, but I never expected to hear kind of garbage alongside Desiree, alongside Radiohead, um, alongside this heavenly Quindon Tarver cover of Prince's When Doves Cry, which, as I mentioned, I have the CD, and that Quindon Tarver cover does not exist on The music from the motion picture CD, which is sacrilegious in my point of view because it's absolutely gorgeous. And then you also have this kind of disco stomping, Young Hearts Run Free. And then, I mean, you've got like Grunge Rock, this uh, song called Pretty Piece of Flesh. Um, And then you've got like these massive hits at the time, like the Cardigans, Love Fool and the Wanna Die's You and Me song, which were kind of really, kind of really big hits just from that movie and from that album. Um, Probably the two biggest hits from the whole soundtrack. Um, because they're very pop chart friendly. And I think people, you know, you could still hear them on radio today. Um, I'm pretty sure even Young Hearts charted here for a little bit too. Um, It's my favourite because the music is so vivid and descriptive and you can easily picture the scenes from the movie just from the music. Um, For example, the um, song by Desiree, um, which is essentially called Love Theme from Romeo and Juliet, Brackets kissing you. I think generally it's called kissing you. Um, It can only be from the scene when Romeo first meets Juliet. And Juliet is in kind of this virginal, angelic white dress with wings, because it's a fancy dress party, if you've not seen the movie. Um, And Romeo is literally this knight in shining armour, and they're glancing at each other through a fish tank. It makes sense in the movie, trust me. And you've got actually physical Desiree in the movie singing the song in the background. And honestly, I mean what I would have given to be Claire Danes in that scene it's so gorgeous and beautiful and the music is just like thinking about it just kind of gives me chills and it it genuinely kind of just brings me joy to think about that scene Um, it's such a special soundtrack and to be honest it's not really given much mention nowadays so I wanted to um, and I'd highly recommend checking out the whole thing on YouTube because it is on there. Um, sometimes it's um, kind of along with clips from the movie and it really works to kind of see um, the clips as well to kind of get yourself into the the mood of uh, the movie. Um, expect to hear the movie on my show at some point because I adore it so much. And it's something that I really, really want to cover um obviously i'm interested to hear your thoughts on um guardians of the galaxy which i assume is something that other people are going to bring up anyway um but especially uh, romeo and juliet because i think that maybe i might be the only one but who knows and um greece 2 obviously uh which is number one um for all times it's my soundtrack for all seasons shall we say um have a super episode bye
1: Okay, uh,
2: well, Andy, uh, she taught you to on Grease 2.
3: Yeah,
1: and you deserved it. I, you know, no, no, I, I don't deserve that. Like I told Andy, her, we
2: follow
0: your Twitter feed. I, I, I know.
1: It. I told her that. Little did I know in 1983 when I watched Grease Two on HBO that it would come back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> Twenty six years, uh, thirty six years later, from somebody who does not live in this country. Andy
2: ha <laughs> <Andy Deason>. ha! <laughs>
1: So yes, yeah, so there's some there's some actual stuff we we want to kind of talk about right now. Um, one thing we asked everybody about was what kind of soundtracks they love. Todd, you, Joe, you, me. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, yep. easily. Hey, Let it us
2: made my list. Well, it, made, it would have been my list. But been
1: you guys had already mentioned it. So. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah.
4: gotcha. So it's like who's cool enough to put it first? Right, you know, exactly. This is all right.
1: So why don't start? Your guest yeah, start start us off with Guardians.
3: Yeah. Why, why? Why? And his and his deluxe vinyl edition. Deluxe that vinyl he brought edition. For I'm holding it in my
4: hands awesome. because music is meant to be experienced and held. And gotcha. Not just, Not just
1: streamed. Also, it's pretty, and it's very pretty. Yeah, pretty. I actually got the CD of that uh, Mm -hmm. with the with the songs and the Tyler Bates score. Yep. So that is yeah, there. That's beautiful.
4: Deluxe edition. All right. Why? So Guardians was came out at a really interesting time um, for Marvel. I think it was a huge risk for them to to put out a, a movie like that where you know the majority of fans did not know those characters, did not know. Who the Guardians of the Galaxy were? Chris Pratt was a, the fat guy on Parks and Rec, and then he got in shape.
1: Um, so, he you know, I think shape
2: actually. Yeah, he, yeah. Did. yeah he, did. He,
1: did. he did. Did you hear the reason why? The excuse they gave Andy Dwyer to how he lost all the weight? stopped, drinking, away. Away. stopped beer. drinking beer. Yeah, yes, of course. It brilliant. Yeah, it was amazing. So, while well, we're all chugging our beers here, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, so for, out, but I don't have a problem.
4: Four Guardians coming out. You know, that first trailer that came out with which had um, you know, "Hooked on a Feeling" on it. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, that's gonna work. It looks like Indiana Jones mixed with just a really great soundtrack and this epic space opera thing. Right. So when it came out and, you know, you have all those great scenes, it, it mixed the humor, it mixed James Gunn's quirkiness, and you know, reading that James Gunn actually shot scenes to the movie to these songs. Yeah. It, it made a lot of sense that that he was very specific about the songs that he wanted in there. you um, know, it's just it's it's a great collection of songs but it fits thematically with the movie well you know? listen,
0: especially when 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 it opens with come and get your love mm-hmm. and it fits and he's dancing and to it and it it all just blends yeah. seamlessly yeah. You know, and 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 the and the way that he James Gunn made the music part of the story because it's it's it's
1: Star Lord's connection to his mom,
0: right? Right. It's like
1: the whole thing. The whole whole soundtrack is just that. His mom. And the beauty is too is that for the most part, when you when you think about movie superhero movie soundtracks, it's almost always. I mean, I'm going back to like the early aughts when it was like all new metal and you get that that one token song from the Spider-Man soundtrack with uh it wasn't Stinged. it was it was, it was Nickelback no it, it wasn't was, it was Chris was, Cornell it was, no it wasn't Chris Cornell that was no there was the Nickelback the Nickelback song was, was the one all right well there was that one hero. song about hero yeah. and i think it was Chad Kroger and and some other saliva. like saliva thank saliva. you hero jeever um and then you had like um Evanescence on the Daredevil soundtrack yeah. and then whatever the fuck they did for Suicide Squad. So DC he is not still is not doing it right.
4: <laughs> not clearly.
1: Clearly. But yeah, you're right about the Guardian soundtrack both of you. It just, it ties so well to the character and the whole reason why it exists. It's a second, it's another character in the movie.
3: It is. It, it's also, it's very, it is very important and there's a point at which in the movie if you're paying attention to the importance of the music... You realize that he has this present from his mother That he never has opened And at some point near the end of the in the movie I'm like, that's Awesome Mix Volume 2 And he opens it And yeah. I was like, I oh, was right, yay! I <laughs>
0: also, also remember when the movie came out We were kind of like Oh, this is all AM Classics This is a K-Tel AM cool. Classic Collection but, it, but the thing was These were all songs we liked it, right. it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like we were just making fun of it It's like, these are cool AM yeah. Classic music And AM songs class. you forget that you love yeah, absolutely. Like, like Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. Bonk. Cherry Bomb is an awesome and, song. song.
3: And and these are these are songs that that are given new reason, you know, new reasons to like them because they're tied with points of the story right. that matter so much and the car- you know, the characters that you care about.
1: The the fact that they managed to get the uh, the um the Pina Colada song yeah, <laughs> worked in there yeah. in such a brilliant Somehow, manner. Me. I mean, that's first of all, every time we talk about that song, I just got to say those two people are the fucking worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: they,
1: they are a half an hour from a divorce. Right, exactly. Also, no, it's
3: also the 80s where communication was not a thing. Well, you, heard, you, heard about,
1: you heard about the, the follow-up to that song, right? The awkward sex that followed. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> They're planning on cheating on, on each other with each other. That's got to be a whole new level. They're
3: eventually
1: this, is, gonna... this, this is Tinder before Tinder. Right, exactly. And it's just swipe. But every song in this works so well at the end, the the Jackson 5, which I gotta admit, I made a a Spotify playlist called Music to Survive the Snap 2, and I put that on there, and every time it comes up, I feel weird having a Michael Jackson song on uh, the soundtrack that I created after that documentary, but you still got a groove like a uh, like groove. Like, you, can,
3: you can at least be like, Well, it's not Michael Jackson, it's Jackson 5. It's yeah. one fifth yeah.
1: of Michael Jackson, that's, right? Exactly, you know, exactly. Not, it's Tito, it's, it's, it's Tito. Not <laughs> Tito, it's mostly Tito, the worst Holland. Jackson. Don't sleep under me. <laughs> Why the 90s did, <laughs> um, yeah, it is just such a fantastic soundtrack. I truly love it. However, I do love the second one better. We know his vinyl. We know
0: why you love the second one Well, there's one
1: so many different... There's a number of different reasons why I love it. Yes, Father and Son is just... It's my trigger song. I don't know why. It just... It's one of those songs when I hear it, I just start to weep openly.
2: He does. He really <laughs> I does. I do. I
1: really do. I mean, I can't watch Guardians of the Galaxy... I watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it's like the end of Toy Story 3, where I'm just like...
3: <laughs> yeah...
0: Well, the, the the thing of, except for the, a couple of scenes, the music in this, even though it, it's great, and it's a great selection of music, it doesn't really tie in in the way that the first Guardians of the Galaxy does. The it, it
3: does differently. Like, the like every time I hear The Chain, which I've added to multiple playlists now, The Chain yes. is yeah. on one playlist, and then the cover of it is on another playlist, um, is because it's really good, and you just, every time I just see the, the, the act break with them going different ways, yep. and... You, well, said,
0: for, you see, for me, it's uh, Bring It On Home. Because I love that song. Yeah. Sam but, Coppola. by the way, oh, don't,
2: don't put the chain on in this episode. because I will not. W- no, W-M-G Warner Brothers will, will stop us. Yes, so we're
4: not doing that. Trust me. There's something else on there. I feel, you know, like, I, I really love both Guardians movies. Yeah. I, I liked Guardians 1 better. Yeah. I liked the soundtrack better. I mm-hmm. think 2 is really great. It's things like Brandy, which is an amazing song. I've loved that song my entire life. When... Kurt Russell's there saying the lyrics yeah. to yes. Star-Lord when Ego's there yeah. saying the lyrics to Star-Lord I'm like that feels forced it, yeah. it does, yeah, it does it a little it, bit and like, it's, right, it's mainly because
1: yeah. I almost feel like Kurt Russell is just not cool enough he's pretty cool he's cool, pretty cool but it's like, like yeah. pretty cool he's pretty yeah. as, as Ego but when you when you think about um, can you see the the, sound, the song list here because I'm, I'm forgetting yeah. the name of the song here come a little bit closer mm-hmm the way that they used Come a Little Bit Closer during the Arrow thing when yeah. when Yondu was yes. escaping. Yeah. And like, the how it should have ended, did a parody of that,
0: take a look at my arrow, it kills everyone.
1: <laughs> and that that's awesome. I mean, Like short Drive is a fine for me. I, I don't think oh, I've ever heard that song before. And I absolutely love that. ten minute from the Gold Coast show
4: sure your pleasure bound in the morning and all the people have gone away.
5: Just cue in your mind and make sure that tomorrow is another day. And the sun shines in the morning time tomorrow is another day
1: my sweet lord. Yep. Joe, come on oh.
0: dude you know how much I love George Harrison So yep. of course I'm going
1: to love My dream board And the beauty is too Is that Fox on the Run Appears on this soundtrack And it only appeared On the on the trailer yeah. the, the song same never with, but appears it, but, it,
0: but that's the thing It became a, a, It was like
4: Yeah
1: Well people know Who the Sweet song. is now
4: Right I mean, You know Norman Greenbaum Got the same thing Spirit in the Sky Yep Is on the soundtrack It was only in the first trailer yeah. per, per Right per so, First trailer uh, or second trailer I think it was the second trailer They yeah. 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 in yeah. I think it was the second trailer So many good trailers Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, what's the other song? I mean, surrender. Using oh, well, surrender, the. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with surrender. No, you can't. I
3: mean,
1: that is just that is just something. And I, have to admit, I have to admit, David Hasselhoff's song.
3: Oh yes, oh that
1: was so
0: cool. I mean,
3: that was fun. That was so
0: cheesy. It works. It works.
3: It works. And you know, David Hasselhoff going in and having a cameo and, in the movie,
0: the Guardian,
1: the
3: Guardian's I mean, Inferno.
0: Inferno.
1: But, it had, it, but it, the thing is, it had that 70s groove right. that worked.
3: And it's the perfect groove, and everybody's dancing to it. I
1: kind of wish that they had actually replayed that in Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like the yeah. Masters thing. Grand yeah. Master's in there, yeah. Because, yeah. Oh, that was a great little bit in the, uh, the credits. I'm like, oh, look, it's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope it's decent. It's like my second favorite Marvel movie now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, I love Ragnarok. All right, yeah. um... And then, um, Emma also brought up Romeo plus Juliet. Nah, yeah. I I'm not the best person to talk about I'm Baz Luhrmann movies with. About yeah. Yeah. um, but I will say about this soundtrack, it did introduce me to the uh, the cardigans, and introduced me to a better cardigan song. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about, right, Joe? My favorite game. Yes. That's oh, just Andy. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> You could take the 80s out of the 90s, boy, uh, no. but, you know. So we um, had a ton of other social media feedback, which I'm sure everybody's pulling up on their phones right now. Uh, you know, what? before we do that, let me read uh, our our good friend, Dave McLean, author of the Time Traveler's uh, Museum and Resort. Available on Amazon. Available on Amazon, also on audiobook. Um, Choose some soundtracks, so... Andy, this one's for you. Uh, five soundtracks that are worth listing chronologically. I have deliberately skipped 1994, the best year for soundtracks ever, because I know that you have pretty much covered them already. And he's not wrong. All right. <laughs> Number one, Easy Rider. Okay, you may not be thinking this is one up your alley, but it's worth mentioning at least for one reason. It's the first one. Nobody had used already recorded rock songs as part of a movie before. This movie was the first, as it was in a lot of other ways. Literally, every other soundtrack you might mention owes a debt to this one. Except for like uh, A
0: Hard Day's Night. and
1: Well, those were Beatles. <laughs> Beatles doing Beatles. Shut up. Uh, also, the motorcycle sequence in Stephen was born to be wild inspired the entire generation of guys on Harleys. You're not wrong about that <laughs> one nope. bit.
4: Also features the weight by the band.
1: I picked up my bag I went looking for a place to hide When I saw Carmen and the devil walking side by side I said, hey, Carmen, come on Yeah, exactly. That is one of the greatest. Exactly, it is, and it's just weird because when I actually what the title, I am like, "What do you mean?" Because I'm dumb. Number two, American Graffiti. When I was growing up, everybody's parents had this record, and for good reason. It would be hard pressed to put together a better compilation of music from 1957 to 1962 than this album. That is that is
0: my like that is like a baby boomer nostalgia fest right there.
1: Oh God, yeah. One day I feel so happy next day I feel so sad Ooh. I guess I'll learn to take One. The good with the bad Cause each night I ask The stars up above Why must
2: I be a teenager in love
1: yeah. It's chock full of hits and while they're hits from another era they lay the foundation for things to come. Number three Ferris Bueller's Day Off this movie in um, in John Hughes's movies is one of the defining parts of his work in my opinion he never did a better job than he did with this one which combines music that Hughes himself was inspired by along with English New Wave to create sonic cues that were at different times funny and sad now someone is going out uh, someone is going out to me that this was never officially released as a soundtrack I'm going to reply that at this point it hardly makes a difference. Go to your preferred streaming service and create a brilliant Ferris playlist. And there is some great stuff on here. I know a lot of people brought this one up. Mm -hmm. Almost exclusively for Yellow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But the Sig Sig Sputnik song at the very beginning... Twisted, oh show. Jesus Christ no, 1986, you, see, you couldn't avoid the song Twisted Shout, and it appeared maybe in like it, 5 man. movies at once 2 of which opened in the same weekend I believe I think <laughs> that Back to School opened the same weekend yeah, it, it, it
4: brought the Beatles back into the top 40 Yes it did was just,
1: You could tell that Baby Boomers were in charge back then yeah. You really could um, But there's that, also, that other song too He's talking about like the Happy and Sad and the Dream Academy Doing the, the Smiths, please, please let me get what I want in the uh, the museum. Yep. Cameron's looking at the de- was it Degas? Degas? Oh, huh?
3: Degas.
1: Was it Degas? I'm no, Degas. um, George Surratt. It was a Surratt painting. It was the Sunday in the Park with George.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. With the
1: dots, and this is beautifully used. It's beautifully used music, especially when they're getting closer and closer. And there's Cameron, who's just just an existential crisis in uh in shorts and a uh, Cordy house shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many yeah. times do you hear dr Shane in that movie?
4: Farrah sings it in the shower. He yep. Lip syncs on the float. Ed Rooney whistles it mm. when he's picking up his, you know, his wallet from the floor yep. or his shoe from the. You know, <laughs> from the garden.
1: It's great. All right, Catherine, get prepared to talk because okay. this one's on there, and I know you put this on your list. Number four from Dave McLean is "Until the End of the World." I have actually never seen this movie. I've heard it isn't very good. I have, however, played the soundtrack many, many times. It's filled with brilliant rarities, including tracks from Reunited Talking Heads, one of only three songs Kate Pearson ever sang with R.E.M., and the last track Crime in the City Solution released over the, over two decades. Almost every cool alternative band in the world showed up on this one. This is on your list. It is on let's take list. A, let's take a break. Let's um, play a track from Until the End of the World, and let's talk about it. Go ahead, Catherine.
3: Okay, so I've never seen this movie either. I have. And I was introduced to this soundtrack in college by some friends, and it is just... Pe- all these bands were asked to write a song, like, in the style that they thought they would be doing in the time when the, this movie was set. And uh, so it's all, like, unique. You know, existing bands, unique songs, and it's just really fun to just listen to, have in the background when you're studying or whatever. And I just like it. It's it's
1: very ethereal. There's a lot yeah. of really ethereal music. REM um, song um, is is crazy good. Uh, I'm sure Todd, Joe, you guys are familiar with Oktung Baby, right? Oh, the YouTube album, yeah. This is the song until the end of the world, yep. which originated yeah. from this soundtrack of the oh, movie really? I've seen, and Amazing. apparently nobody else has. Is on that soundtrack, and it was official to this. Oh, huh. you're pulling up the track list. I'm
3: pulling up the track list because there is a. On, um, uh, uh. We, we, it we, came we, in the bad seats till the end of the world. Yeah, I can't believe I got out of London alive. <laughs> this town full of men with big mouths and no guts. Oh,
1: god, it's so
3: it. much fun! Nick Kidd is so
1: great. It's,
3: that song, that, that, that whole song and the, the story that's told is just so bizarre and it's so fun to listen to.
1: This was this is the kind of soundtrack that makes you want to see the movie, and trust me, you don't want to see this movie. Oh, I know. It's not, you know what, the thing is, it's not bad, it's boring, oh, which actually might be worse. worse. It's just, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Vim Vendors, who directed Wings of Desire, which is a great movie, albeit a bit boring. <laughs> It's what the movie City of Angels was based on. Oh. A soundtrack, by the way, I'm shocked nobody brought up. I have a, I have a take I, I on that. I, okay. I, but I, I think yes. I
3: liked like one or two songs mm-hmm. off of it. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I
3: bought it for a song.
1: Do you we want to take a little sidebar and talk about that right <laughs>
3: quick? Sure.
1: You have a take, Todd. A take. Go ahead. Because, because take.
4: My, my feeling on killer soundtracks, right, and City of Angels has a really, really good soundtrack, especially for that time period where mm. music wasn't great. It really wasn't, um, and I feel like a killer soundtrack can make a bad movie watchable, right? It can make a, a decent movie good or rewatchable. Mm-hmm. It can make a good movie great and a great movie timeless. Right. So I feel like City of Angels, from my recollection, not a great movie. Not <laughs> even probably a little... in the probably in the bad section there, yeah. but the soundtrack makes it at least a little bit watchable even if you don't want to go back and re-watch it. True. You know, that, that Google Dolls song.
1: Oh, Iris, Iris is fantastic. I mean, honestly, Iris is actually Uninv- a songs, Uninvited yeah. by Alanis Morissette is probably oh, the best song she's that's, ever that's, written. That's
3: the song I, I bought it for. I love that song. That
1: is just, it's amazing. And actually, the interesting thing is, a year later, she put a song out for um, the Dogma soundtrack. That's
3: right.
1: That did. sounded very, very similar. And it's also like, why is this stuff that isn't on the big albums? Mm-hmm. Just her best work. It really is. Mm-hmm. I Trust me. If you have a Spotify account, go look for this stuff. Well, she stuff. was God. She could do anything. Right. That's yeah, true. She, she just couldn't talk. <laughs> Lest your head blow up. But yeah, no. I, I got this one in college, too. And this was such a... It was just nice for me because, as, as big of an REM fan as I am, I just, I just, I love that song. Yeah, I mean Elvis Costello, you yep. two, Lou Reed, like Katie you can't Lang. go, you can't go wrong. Yeah, with Katie like, Lang. isn't Jane <laughs> Sibbery on this as well? I
3: think I just saw that.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, so last up on Dave's list, uh, his number five, The Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. I actually watched this movie last night uh, just because I love the soundtrack so much. Like John Hughes, Wes Anderson is a filmmaker whose work really can't be separated from his soundtrack choices. Also like John Hughes, he used the songs he loved growing up combined with newer songs to create something amazing. Unlike John Hughes, Wes Anderson understood that Nico was cool. I feel like
3: okay. walking. I don't do
2: too much talking these days. These days.
5: These days I seem to think a lot but the things that I forgot to do
3: And all the times I
5: had The child
1: I leave the glory that is 1994 up to you. Also, pump up the volume, which I remember seeing it purchase. If Mike tries to mention the Troll soundtrack, feel free to bitch slap him. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Troll soundtrack? You wouldn't have done that. You're not a Jason, uh, Justin Timberlake fan.
2: I've never even seen trolls.
1: There we go. All right. So, consider yourself not bitch slapped. Cool. Hey, yeah.
2: Hey, first episode. woo <laughs> Only took
1: 181 episodes. Mike won't get hit tonight.
2: Yay! But
1: we were only 20 minutes in.
2: Oh, god. Uh, so, yeah. So,
1: I'm not saying... Alright, so anyway, so we've got that. Uh, let's go to some of our Facebook feedback. Uh, Todd, actually, you want to read your co-worker's yeah. stuff? Hey, shout-out to
4: Tammy. Uh, Tammy likes Pretty Woman. Uh, meatballs, she's not joking, Love Actually, yeah, Flash dance Footloose, Saturday Night Fever, St. Elmo's Fire, she would not stop talking about St. Elmo's Fire, Elmo's nobody so stopped talking, was talking so good. about St. Fire, Beverly Hills Cop, and Breakfast Club, and then she says can you guess my age, and <laughs> I'm not gonna attempt that, we're we're brand new co-workers, I'm not gonna go Right. She's yeah. our age. She's I, our age. Yeah, she's
1: our age. Um, I
3: also our, like Breakfast Club.
1: Breakfast Club's not bad however I only there's only one song that you remember from that because you can't get the fuck away from it (laughs) I'm not going to mention what it is because you all know what it is it's in your head right now and it's not going away yes it
3: is
1: (laughs) pretty alright so I'm
3: going to just quickly
1: we'll quickly reel down these Pretty Woman um, King Whistle I barely remember anything I remember King Whistle Thinking that's the big one that I remember from that one Go West It also has a rock set song, "Meatballs."
0: Are you ready for the summer?
1: I remember that. (laughs) I also remember the song that they play when they're um, battling against the evil summer camp. That's right. Yep. Ain't no meaty balls. (laughs) That movie was PG in 1978. (laughs) It was 78 PG. Yeah. Love, (laughs) actually. Now, Emmett mentioned a couple of her favorite British uh, movie soundtracks, and they're all from the Richard Curtis House of Production. (laughs) All of these soundtracks sound alike. They're all wonderful little soundtracks, and they all have more Elton John than you could stand. And I actually don't mind Elton John. Uh, Love Actually, though, is just a fun, fantastic soundtrack. It actually makes me like that song. Uh, um, how far I'll go? It's not a good right. song, but way up high and oh, okay. down low. I'm
2: thinking about a different "How Far I'll Go." Okay, that's going to be on my list. Yeah,
1: Flashdance, what a feeling! <laughs> or yeah, you maniac? Like,
3: yeah good
1: songs all right she's actually the first one to bring up footloose yeah we you had mentioned this is an honorable mention
3: the greatest my list, and then it, it, it got bumped down to honorable mention no it, was. Else yeah. it. <laughs> it was originally
2: on my list too before i again. Get...
1: all right you guys want to talk just quickly about footloose what what are your favorite songs from there kenny loggins King's, Catch- king of the soundtrack yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got oh his- you know i'm right andy Oh, in nineteen in the nineteen eighties, there was a congressional bill passed <laughs> to ensure that Kenny. You're too young for this, Todd. Uh Mike, you too. Where Kenny Loggins essentially, it was the law. Kenny Loggins had to be on your soundtrack. Kenny
0: Caddy, Caddyshack, Footloose, Top Gun.
1: He showed up in Caddyshack too.
0: And Caddyshack. I know.
1: Up. The only thing that could have gotten him on there was a congressional decree. <laughs> he
2: showed up in Caddyshack, on Caddyshack one four times.
1: He did. Yeah, yeah. Top Gun with the gayest song ever written.
3: Footloose is Footless is a good song anyway.
1: Yeah, Footloose is a good song I mean I remember When we did our video uh, riff Back in October <laughs> And we did um, Holding Out for a Hero
3: Right
1: <laughs> You know with the Sacrificial Vestal Virgins
3: Yes uh, <laughs> I love that song though Yeah Yeah but it's the video The
1: video Yeah the video Okay yeah. come on
3: But yeah yeah Holding Out for a Hero is good
1: Yeah Saturday Night Fever Is classic Bee Gees Yep it really is kind of the best of the Bee Gees that having to buy the best of the Bee Gees. Yeah, that's what
0: you
2: get with Eric Clapton money.
1: Sam Elmo's Fire. I
2: love that song. I really love that you song. You know what?
1: John Parr kind of ruined it for himself with, um, <laughs> with uh, Tim Tebow's Fire. <laughs> oh God, that's I right. Think,
3: I think Saint Almost Fire got overplayed in the '80s, and I'm still recovering. Oh my
1: God, that
0: movie got overplayed. It, in the every 80s. time, every I time I'm watch. driving, uh, I'm every, uh, everything, m- everything mid '80s was Saint
2: Almost. Driving home, me. a football on WRR. If I hear that song, I am stuck there for it until the end of the song.
1: See Nova Rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed nobody else brought this one up. Beverly Hills Cop. Well, yeah, well, you that, had actual. It,
2: it's more score though than. No, any...
1: actually, the, the soundtrack is very prominent in the movie. Well, um, I don't believe, You get two Pointer Sisters songs. I, I don't remember
2: it. from the. From oh, the score. Okay,
1: see, I had this cassette when I was fourteen years old, and I had a paper route. I used to listen to this one a lot on my big fat ass Walkman that. Yeah. I'd be lucky if I got the batteries to last the entire route. <laughs> the mid-80s. <laughs> um, And then Breakfast Club, obviously, it's just the, the one. The one. The there's, there's a couple other
4: songs
1: on there that are pretty good. I can't, I'd have to look it up to
3: name exactly. them. But I know... That's,
0: that's gonna the issue. You gotta look it up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How good of a soundtrack is that? I know... It's like the the nobody brought up the Sixteen Candles soundtrack, and the only reason why I remember the Sixteen Candles soundtrack is because we watched that movie like two weeks ago. Fuck that movie is problematic. What eighties movie is problematic? holy oh. shit? No, this one might have taken the this might have taken the cake and problematic though.
2: Is the song Sixteen Candles on Sixteen Candles? It is
1: not, believe it or not. But, but what there's the
2: fuck is the point? I know. Actually, you know, the, as an aside, the least problematic eighties movies
1: are the John Cusack movies. John Cusack is in Sixteen Candles. The ones he where he starred, yeah. Where a okay, star. say anything? Say anything? Yeah,
2: true. I love, um, I love that uh, Peter Gabriel song.
0: Right, that doesn't even
1: appear on the actual soundtrack, though. That's, that's a shame because they that's couldn't a great get song. the rights to it. It's like they got the rights to play it in the movie, but they couldn't get the rights to resell that was, it. That was the song of my junior prom. God, <laughs>
0: <Or, laughs> yeah, I was at your junior, junior, junior prom. prom. Cause that was a senior. That, that was those, that was the, the prom song.
1: I remember that, but only the cool kids were allowed to dance that's to it. Right. I had to sit there with my. Frigid weird. date. Every, every time a I
2: see that, every time I see that, I hear that song, I'm just I'm tempted to throw my boombox above my head. No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> have a boombox.
1: Yeah, get a boombox. No, sitting all you here. need is a boombox uh boombox
3: case box for, your, a, a boombox case
1: for your Just get a boombox case for your phone, And do it like Deadpool.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then just play Careless Whisper. <laughs> that's cause that's when they earn the exclamation point. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... You before you go, go. <laughs> go, move, move. Alright, so anyway, we get got a couple of others here. Who who, who knows Christina Grawl uh, That's you! Okay, Mike, yeah, take the take the next page. Take the lead. Which page? Oh, you want to just read mine? Well, I have okay, them up already. Because I, uh, I... No, that's one. I'm yeah. here. Mike, I screenshotted everything. Okay. I thought of everything tonight.
2: Uh, uh, she's uh, John's best friend. Ah, yeah. And, um, 80s alone had so many. Top Gun, Dirty Dancing, Purple Rain, Beverly Hills Cop, just to name a few.
1: I am shocked! Shocked! Purple Nobody rain. brought up Purple Rain. I have it in my honorable mentions. I had so many soundtracks.
3: Not a big words penny.
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: yeah, I'm not uh, a great, great album.
1: Great and album, but I'm not... I, don't, I'm not I,
3: don't,
4: I think of it as an album and not a soundtrack. Thank you. I
1: yeah, think that's what caused a thing. lot of people to keep it off their list. It's It's a Prince album that just happened to accompany a movie yeah. of the same
4: name yes. that he also wrote and, and I, started. I have thoughts. I'm a huge Beatles fan, like the biggest Beatles fan you'll ever meet. I have thoughts about the Beatles movies, which are also... We talked about Hard Day's Night earlier. That is a Beatles album that also happens yeah. to be a soundtrack. True. And so Hard Day's album. Night, Help. We all Yellow submarine, submarine, Magical Mystery Tour, Let It Be—that's five of their thirteen albums that are technically soundtracks. Yes, but they're albums. You know what I mean? I love all those movies. So, right? Just, just
1: saying. All right. Uh, also, a
0: question, kind of yeah, yeah. Along those lines, does the, the Wall count as a soundtrack?
1: Oh God!
0: The
3: Wall counts as no, no, album. because the Wall was a concept album.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing. All right,
3: just just like just like Operation uh, Mindcrime is not a yeah. soundtrack. Well
1: that actually wasn't made into a movie. It well, it was was, into yes a movie. it was. Was it theatrically released? <laughs> was it good?
3: It's not bad. And <laughs> uh, not theatrically released. Well okay. it's not like they could afford like actors. Right. <laughs> they
4: it's do Jeff it's, Tate doing half the acting there. Same question would probably go with Tommy. You know the Who did Tommy? And the yeah, yeah,
0: but, Tom, but, Tom, but the to, but Tommy has its own. The movie has its own separate. Correct, the right? But so does sit, the, wall. And it's yeah. the wall. That's true. The wall
1: actually a band has band band a band movie soundtrack that nobody Bob talks Delba. about. Bob Geldof yeah, was the, the right, exactly. Nobody ever you when you when you're listening to classic radio and they do anything from the wall, they never play the movie. No, of course not. They always play the because it's better. If you have a choice. I mean, it's like, Absolutely. you know, Todd, you're a theater guy. I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, but Jesus Christ Superstar, you play the concept album. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul English.
2: He came up with uh, Space Jam.
1: Oh, my God. Oh God. All right.
2: Here's... slam. Hey, welcome to the jam. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh. No! <laughs> the, Quad City ro- uh, the Quad City DJs. Uh, uh, the most uh, uninteresting uh, group of people yeah. to ever, like, make music. Um, well, that also has uh, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh, pre- god, pre piss tape. Yep. Uh,
2: People do love that so- uh, soundtrack, oh though. My god.
1: People love that movie, yeah. and I'm still like, I'm on the crossroads. You're a 90s kid, yes, you're a 90s kid, kind uh, of. You were kind of basically an adult by 80s. the time yeah, you were you were an adult, a legal adult when this movie came out,
2: yeah.
1: Um, Todd, please, yes, Explain. I love this movie because I grew up with Mooney Tunes,
4: Right right? And Michael Jordan is still the best basketball player of all time. In my opinion, no thanks LeBron, but the soundtrack had nothing to do, do with it for me. It was Looney Tunes, and it was Bill Murray, and them making a joke about how white Larry Bird is. That was, that was Space Jam for me. Larry's not white, Larry's clear. That right. Was, that was it. It had nothing to do with the, with the soundtrack. I will say, I my, my best friend, Dan... I hope he listens to this. We go record shopping all the time, and there was one time we went to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and he bought the Space Jam soundtrack on CD for like a dollar fifty or something, along with Whitney Houston and System of a Down. And he's got really interesting music tastes, right? Um, yeah, and it's yeah, <laughs> uh, really so fun.
1: It, it does have appeal to some people. Yep, not me. Not yeah, exactly. And again, it's that Quad City Chong. It's the I Believe I Can Fly. Mm-hmm. Which is just... It's the most inspirational song written by the most loathsome piece of shit in music. It's just like... It's just, it's just two worlds colliding. It's, a bi- it's two binary suns that are about ready to collide. Oh, wrong. Do you ever see the video for it? Yes. Oh, where he's like trying to conduct a choir... But he doesn't know how to conduct anything so he's all literally like moving from left to right. I can do this shit. And no, he's
2: t- no, he's trying to grab all the younger, younger members of the chorus. Oh, stop that. Alright, next. What
1: else did Paul have on uh, here? He
2: also had The Road to El Dorado. That was one of those DreamWorks animated
1: movies. Yes, that was um, music written by Elton John.
2: Oh, cool. He's also got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and School of Rock.
1: School of Rock. School of Rock's not a bad yeah. soundtrack. Yep. It's one of those movies that like I watched it in the movie theater. I own it on DVD. I think I've watched it twice. In that in that order.
0: Yeah.
1: I like it a lot. I do like it a lot. I have no issue with that movie. I just don't remember what the songs were. There was one, and I, I'm a huge fan of that movie. I
4: love Jack Black. I will watch yeah. Jack Black do anything. The special features on the, the DVD that I bought at Blockbuster used in 2004, um... There is a scene where they're at the concert at the very end, and they're all in their uniforms, and Jack Black's got the short shorts yeah. on, and <laughs> it's them on stage with the audience of extras behind them, and they are pleading with Led Zeppelin to let them use Immigrant Song They're say, <laughs> Jimmy, you know, Robert, please, we need Immigrant Song, and, you know, they were right, because you can't do that style of movie without having that song in there.
3: Right. Have you ever played Brutal Legend?
4: No, I have not. Oh, oh it's so good. so much fun. It is so much fun.
3: Have you heard of Brutal *Brutalizer*? I
4: have not. Okay,
3: so it it's stars a... Jack Black, <laughs> yeah, and he goes into a world of rock. So it's kind of like *Tenacious D*. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dio runs the garage.
2: Yeah, the the entire the entire th- setting looks like like every single rock album yes. cover you've ever seen.
3: You you end up driving around in this giant vehicle with like flames and and rock guitar and. Bullet machine guns.
4: Yeah,
3: I think it's like like PlayStation Two.
4: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: But yeah, it's and it's got great music on it, and they did get a lot of metal stars to do their own voices on the on the game. That's cool.
2: Uh, Lemmy's in there. Cool. Lemmy, yeah, Lemmy is in there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think I think Dio got pulled because somebody else was not available or or passed away and wasn't, so they got Dio to do.
2: Lemmy's there. Um, Ozzy's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim Curry's actually the main villain.
3: Yeah, mm. it's interesting. interesting. He works. He, he does great voice work too. Yeah, oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's a if you if you love Jack Black, and oh, you yeah. can, you, well you have to try this now.
4: And you know, for <laughs> School of Rock, the the originals that they did are hilarious, and they you know they, they really stand out on that soundtrack too. So, <laughs>
1: all right, we've got uh, Jamie Shea who brought up Pump Up the Volume, which was on my honorable mentions list. Great soundtrack. It ties the entire movie together because it's a movie about radio.
2: Yeah.
1: How could you not love that? Um, I Am Sam, which I am not familiar with. Beatles covers. It's all Beatles covers? Beatles covers. Okay. That's right, yeah. It is all right. Sean Penn. Um, and
4: I don't remember. I've never actually never seen the movie. I,
1: I only really know of the movie because of the thing that Robert Downey Jr. says in Tropic Thunder. Yes. About why Sean Penn went home empty-handed. Yes. That <laughs> is I'm, all I can think that's of. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And then Jamie brings up one that Todd... I know this is on your list. This is also on mine. Perfect time to talk about it. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Oh,
3: yeah. I, I didn't even bother putting it on my list. Because you,
1: you knew. I knew. You knew. But, yeah, everybody that, that
3: everybody, like...
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Todd has the vinyl here mm-hmm. for Pulp Fiction. Yep. One of the most played CDs in my collection back when I used to play CDs...
3: I, I might have had this on tape before I owned a CD player.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> what a brilliant use of music! And that's the thing with like Quentin Tarantino literally goes into his record collection, says, "This is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work," and then looks for like one over you know like one defining theme in the music, and that's kind of like the incidental music. And in this case, it's a lot of surf guitar. you know how much surf guitar is in this Absolutely. soundtrack? Absolutely.
0: Oh. I mean, well. It's- it reintroduced Dick Dale to the American colleges.
1: God, you Mize can't, you oh can't think of. I mean, the media. I mentioned Pulp Fiction. You're thinking
0: miserable Yeah, that's the song that defined the movie.
1: Yeah, much. Exactly, but there's so many other songs on there that are, you know, surf guitar. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, takes of that. Uh, can I see the soundtrack? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know,
4: another. not a, aside from that, what I really, really like about Pulp Fiction and other soundtracks that are on my list is that. I don't think Pulp Fiction has a score. It does not. It Does not have a score. Honestly,
1: Tarantino hasn't had a score for most of his movies. Um, I think Hateful Eight might have late, been the first, yeah, and he but actually he also one and,
4: has a white stripe song in it, which is true, completely out of the blue, but works. So for someone like Tarantino, someone like James Gunn, who obviously Tyler Bates did the score, but you can think about the songs on the soundtrack as the score to the to the movie. Absolutely. You know? and and for this, I. It has such iconic scenes. You know, you think about the opening, um, you think about uh, the Jackrabbit Slim's dance contest mm. yep. with the Chuck Berry song, which is an amazing song. Yeah. You know, absolutely amazing. And it's made better by John Travolta's, you know, lumpy, lumpy dancing and Humi Therma's Big Bat 2 Um <laughs> You know, uh, uh, Son of a Preacher Man and Urge Overkill's yep. cover of Girl You Be a Woman Soon. Amazing. Just classic scenes, really standout scenes with these songs. And that's that's what Pulp Fiction does for me. And it immediately transports me into that world.
1: Absolutely. Well, you, know, yep. well,
0: you, know, you know, it's so funny that there's some songs that become so, so associated with movies, like, I
1: bet you if I said Stuck in the Middle with You, what movie do Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah, exactly. Ah. Yeah. He also brought that one, too. Because <laughs> You know, the sad thing is, though, I just think of torture now when I, when I hear that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. No, uh, sorry.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I seem to remember we were, I was like, watching Mm the Muppets and I think they did that song or something. No, 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 no. It was uh, Blimey the Coconut. They did that on the Muppet show. Oh, my God. And my friends are like, yeah, this is the song at the end of Reservoir Dogs when everybody's dead. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, it's when Kermit sprained his flipper (laughs) yeah but
0: the thing with that stuck in the middle of you all you're thinking about is Michael Madsen dancing around.
4: yeah exactly is he my me? ear still attached I yeah hope exactly.
1: so I hope so but he comes back with the ear like can you hear me, you hear me? <laughs> he's like
4: <"This> is <laughs> speaking anyway that's it's so great oh yeah I,
1: but I mean oh my god the oh, Comanche sadly every oh, time oh. I think of Comanche it's just the gimp scene yeah mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> yeah. but even this actually this soundtrack actually introduced um like a different side to cool in the gang like the pre hit maker, Cool yeah. in the Gang. Jungle Boogie's a great song. And yeah. it absolutely belongs on this soundtrack, but it's not like I saw Cool in the Gang and I'm like, oh boy. And then yeah. I heard something like that doesn't sound like Cool in the Gang at all. It's not 100, Celebration. 100. Yeah. It's not Joanna. <laughs> it's not Get Down on It Which is a wedding standard. Um it's not any of those. And it's just it's just amazing and there's so many great Tarantino soundtracks. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, um, I didn't really care that much for Jackie Brown. There's a couple of good songs on there. Oh, good! Cool. And then the Kill Bill soundtracks. Both yep. 1 and yep. 2 for Kill yep. Bill all are fantastic. It, all those audio stingers of yep. just the, you know. Well, the audio that, yeah, that's that was, was a really cool thing that they amazing. did with this was add those little stingers into the soundtrack too. Part of what I like about Pulp
4: Fiction, and, and I don't tend to like this all that much, but it really works on here is where they have the, the dialogue inserts yeah. yep. in here. The like Ezekiel 2517 is its own track yeah. Yeah. on this soundtrack. And that is amazing. Because when you think about Sam Jackson, that's
5: that's, that's, what I think
1: that's exactly what you think mm-hmm. about. Or Nick Fury. I don't know.
5: <laughs> well,
3: you you haven't heard uh, T Rex by Sandra Boynton then.
2: Cool on your butts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, all right. What's what is who's up next? Who's got other stuff here? Uh, all right. So we've got Brian Bozanowski brings up Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's. Quite the interesting pick for a sound. I'm actually, honestly, that's a Mike C- seek that's, C- that's a Mike seek C- that's a Mike C- Mike C- C- pick. John saw brought up Flash Gordon.
3: Oh, oh. Flash. Ah. Ah. He's a savior of the universe.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, Joe, you were trying to br- you you were I, honestly, I, I know you were trying to find every trick known to man to put um a kind of magic I was in here because it's the Highlander soundtrack. Yes, Basically, it's not yeah. especially yeah. that we did people. a soundtrack. They did. <laughs> Seven years before Flash Gordon. Yep, exactly, and it's so interesting because that every time I hear Flash anything, the weirdest part about that though is I, I never think about like the radio cut that didn't have all the audio from the movie yes. in there. So I hear that like, do, 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 and it's like
4: Flash, look out!
0: <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's like because it's on the I have the Best of album, and it's got the full.
3: Yeah, soundtrack like, cut. Like, oh no like, yeah. oh yeah so yeah. You, get the, oh, you get all, oh, all
0: the
2: audio drops and everything oh this.
0: yeah yeah, yeah on the,
3: on the, absolutely yeah
2: but Oh that god. Movie, that movie would have made so much more money if Freddie Mercury had played Flash
3: he's
1: no yeah, he's a little too
2: flamboyant to be Flash no no
1: Sam Jones needed to play that because Sam Jones needed at least one break in life
2: <laughs> yeah he, how'd that work he's... out for him
3: um, he, actually, he, he showed I up sh- in two Ted
1: episodes, uh, Ted, Ted movies.
3: Actually, I think he was—he's been doing like stuff where he they, they'll at sci-fi conventions and whatnot. They will actually show Flash, and he will come up and talk about doing the movie.
1: Yeah. What else is he gonna he's do? Well, yeah, right. But
3: people, people are like, yes, sure, come and talk. They're like, no, we don't really. No, they. they so.
1: Well, you know, he had the—you know—he's still in Ted. He still had the hair parted down the middle. <laughs> and then, as you learned in Ted Two, he's only left with one sperm. <laughs> just, just one and he's saving it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right.
1: Those movies are so funnier than they have any they have right, any to, right to, be. to be. Oh, good lord. Mike, you want to bring up John's stuff? That was Peak Seth MacFarlane right yeah, there.
2: Yeah, John, John brought up. Uh, oh, you actually have the whole. I line. have it up here if you oh, want to read it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Lion King, 1994. Sit <laughs> down murkiest uh, scam meticulous planning tenacity the decades of denial is me while I'll king
1: undisputed, disputed respected saluted and seen for the wonder I am yes my teeth and ambitions are bad be prepared
2: that's the one I prefer to listen to with headphones better to pick up and enjoy the background choral elements I can, I can be prepared um King almost made my list but for me the, the soundtrack doesn't work if you don't include the score
5: right
2: as uh yeah. Um, yeah The King of Pride Rock I cannot <laughs> listen to that soundtrack without hearing that, that piece um but she also brings up also The Prince of Egypt that soundtrack really elevated the film to another level
0: that's the animated one right yeah Trying remember
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Prince of Egypt.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've never seen Prince of Egypt. No.
1: No.
3: It's. I was un- confused and thinking about Prince of Persia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh god! No. I've seen that.
3: Different.
1: Don't. Yeah. <laughs> the, not the same movie. Right. One, of, um, one of them is
3: based on a video game.
1: Prince of Egypt is an interesting soundtrack because it. It plays like it's a Disney movie, except it's totally not. This is back when DreamWorks was making competent works mm. and not trying to either rip off Disney or being like starring this list of actors.
2: <laughs> or uh, we're making uh, just another um, Incredible Me.
1: Uh, oh, Inspicable oh, Me? Unspickle, yeah. All right, so we got that. Next up is Chris. Marrera, who brings up I'm going late 70s here with the soundtracks for Saturday Night Fever, which we've already talked about. And Grease. I don't... Alright, Chris, I'm sorry, man. I don't know if Grease really counts, because there's one original song... No, two. That weren't in the... That weren't in the original Broadway. Um, Grease is the Word by Frankie Valli. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Which is pretty good. Um, And, um... We Go Together. No, not We Go Together. What's the, um
3: stuck together. No, 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 no. Oh, it no, was, um, original.
1: hopelessly devoted to you. Ugh. Was original for the movie. Because, ladies, if you gotta get a man who's gonna get all handsy with you, the only thing you can do change everything about yourself. He might like you if you weren't so stuck up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, gotta, he, uh, yeah, he did try for her, so yeah, he sort he of did. He did he
1: really though he got his letterman's jacket which Yay. might have made him worse in the eyes of how I see high school. <laughs> That's true.
3: Your but, your class was not like my class.
1: Yeah, no, my class sucked. So not everybody, but though there was some suckiness going on there. Well,
3: we had too much overlap because everybody was overachiever. So you didn't, you know, anybody that was in drama club was also on a sports team right. or possibly an athletic or an academic group. Yeah. So but uh you know the, the thing that always annoys me is that when people put together fifties playlists, they play stuff from Greece. You
1: mentioned that. Yeah, every 50s,
3: every, I've ranted about this before.
0: Every fifties diner has yeah. at least a couple of Greece songs on its And it's like
3: this is not fifties music. This is seventies music.
1: Written by dudes who were like so disgusted with the counterculture movement that they wrote a musical about how awesome their time was when we still had segregated water fountains. I mean, Mike Love. And fuck that dude. <laughs> fuck him hard. <laughs> <laughs> take advantage of a crippled mental state yeah, anyways yeah fuck you alright uh, <laughs> alright yeah, uh, you know what
0: no you know what Grease is to the soundtrack of Grease is it's a stupid person's version of what 50s music should sound like thank you it
2: sounds and, like
0: Happy Days but
1: Happy, Happy Days actually had 50s yeah. music yeah in it. like real 50s music I mean for the first like 10 seasons they played uh, Rock I mean, Around the Clock was an actual 50s song yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know
3: like you, you can. You're allowed to like music from Greece. Um,
0: Just don't pass it off. I,
3: Andy had to. Andy was in it. I somehow managed to see it a gazillion times, even if I wasn't like actually. I don't think I was involved in the, the show at all.
1: No, you weren't. You were a freshman.
3: Yeah, I was a freshman. Well, it's not like oh. I was ever in much of anything except I was like fairy you, number two because they split one fairy's role in half.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. In uh, Mid Summers. Yeah, Mid Summers.
3: But. <laughs> That was but I I, uh, <laughs> I, I did, I did costume crew on on uh, Camelot, and that was life changing.
1: <laughs> uh, Todd, did you ever do Grease? I did. You did. Yep. Oh, who did, did you play? Grease. I was in the ensemble. Oh, fantastic. For Sunny. Okay. So, I
4: was too tall. I was too. T- you can't. You can't have anybody in the gang being taller than. Uh,
1: than oh. Danny, Danny, then Danny so. exactly. I mean,
4: Kinnicky's technically the, the leader.
1: Our, I our, I believe our Kinnicky was taller than our, um, our Danny. Yeah, because um, Kinnicky
3: was Jason Mitchell. Mitchell, yes. And, and Danny was Christian Finnegan. Yes.
1: Comedian, oh my God! Oh, professional, professional comedian Christian Finnegan was our Danny Zuko. Yeah, we went to school with him. Yes. Yeah. And he um, he also I love when he put it on Twitter. You know, I was also in an all white version of the Wiz in high school. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right.
1: But oh knew, my god. I knew his
3: brother better cuz we larped. I him. Right.
1: Right. But the god grease. Oh my god. The, just the 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 men's choreography in Grease is literally just hump 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 point. <laughs> Don't point, point 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 Ls. Yep, point Ls, point L's hump, pump yeah. up, down. That's
3: it.
1: You're done. Well, oh, uh, well, oh, uh, well, oh, uh, we uh, no. A car. Yeah, exactly, it, exactly. He builds a car, which is a push-up wagon.
3: We, we. Did, I wonder what that means. We did have a car. <laughs> we did
1: have. A, oh god. <laughs> I also want to say too, they made a, the biggest mistake of buying like two cartons of cigarettes and expecting them to last the entire run. <laughs> fucking idiots. Because
3: you were supposed. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was fake smoking them on stage. Sure we sure were.
1: were. <laughs> I was Eugene, and I stole a pack. So, <laughs> God, these roadfields filter <laughs> but they're free. <laughs> All right. Um. Actually, Mike, Ally Cross brings up one that's on your list, so yes. get prepared to talk about it. I will. Do you, do you have Ally stuff up there? Or shall I read it out no, to you? Sh- you Moana. There is a song for everyone in this mix. Yes. Go go ahead, Marcus. Okay. This is no, you. No, this,
2: no. Is you. this is your. Yeah, no, I I mean you got um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, and uh, it's got uh, you know actual authentic, um, Polynesian sounding music, and it's, I mean the score is great, but the soundtrack itself is solid. It's fantastic. The songs are all great. I love every single one of them. Including the odd David Bowie ripoff that just comes out of nowhere, but it's fantastic.
1: Love shiny. Shining. Shiny,
3: shiny.
1: shiny. Like Jermaine shiny. Clement. Yeah. So happy that they let him oh do Bowie God. for that. And your tattoos on the outside. For just like you, I made
0: myself a work of art. I'll never hide. I can't. I'm too shiny. Yeah. Watch if it doesn't like a diamond in the rough. Struck my stuff, my stuff is so shiny Send your armies, but they'll never be enough My shell's too tough, my we at You can try, 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 but you can't expect your demigod To be the take apart, bit it up You will die, 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 now it's time for you to take apart In your aching heart,
4: <laughs>
2: I mean, there's no reason there should be a David Bowie David no, Bowie no, no. sounding song.
3: Um, have you uh, a Night's Tale is a soundtrack yes. we haven't talked about. China Girl by David Bowie is in the movie.
1: Oh God, <laughs> yes, it is. Also,
3: Boys Are Back in Town and a lot of other stuff. That, that's that's one of those very you know,
1: random, anachronistic as hell yeah. type of. Which yeah, it I, works.
3: Was, like, I I had it on works. in the background, and my friend is like, "Why are they dancing to China Girl?"
1: to and they can so they can play it with a loot. i i don't know it's I'm like um, the
3: same reason that there's a girl who gets to do something
1: there you go that's i've i've constantly said this about moana i think honestly it's the best modern disney song score i think it actually surpasses the lion king and in, in just overall there isn't a clunker of a song in there i don't
2: disagree actually hell i even love the uh the ones where I can't understand half the lyrics well
1: you shouldn't need to understand the lyrics the the melody is good correct yeah Joe Todd yeah I'm a huge
4: Lin fan and to to see him get that mainstream you know mainstream recognition and you know you know
0: what's what's great about Moana and and, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is like it showed that he could do something other than Hamilton yeah right I mean Hamilton is a great Great soundtrack. We love You know, my kids love actually love listening to Hamilton in the car. But the it shows that he's not a one
1: note
3: poem. Right,
1: exactly. And even when he shows his side of things in You're Welcome, mm-hmm. they fit. Yes. Because if you're going to have Dwayne Johnson do anything, maybe giving that Pat a rap is a good thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that, that, that's the thing. With Moana, you're kind of scared I like, oh my God, you know, you, this could like either make or break Miranda's. Um, Exactly. Uh, I
1: still, to this day, hold it against the two dudes that won the best song yeah. Oscar for um, "City of Stars" from uh, God La La Land. It, yeah. it, no, it should have been
2: how far it I'll should how far
1: go. How far, I'll go. How far I'll go is an amazing I want song, and ego- he would have
4: he would have the egot. He would have been yeah. a, no, he would have
1: a Oh. He's on a right. body. Um. Yes, but instead those assholes won, and then they did the Greatest Showman, which thank you everybody for leaving that off this list. Uh-huh. God, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> but I mean yeah, with Moana, I literally I got out of the movie. I was as I was driving home, I pulled out my phone and bought it while I was driving, bought, it's, bought on my phone. It's, it's just, it just, highly irresponsible. Yes. I know, but it was just,
1: just such a damn good soundtrack. It Maybe is. To we, we've
3: got a. I've got a soundtrack story I've told before. I'll tell you again when we get to the soundtrack.
1: Okay. He's far more responsible. And then finally, uh, on, on my list here, um, my lovely wife Autumn brings up, for all these, Forrest Gump. And she and I went back on this one, uh, back and forth on this one, because it's tough for me to really... I, at first, until she, she made me see the light, um, it's it's a great compilation of songs. I didn't see this as being a great soundtrack, but she kind of just alliterated to me that this moves you through the time periods. Yeah, and while it's not exactly groundbreaking or it doesn't, it there's no risks being taken. I mean, the second they get to Vietnam and you hear "Fortunate Son," it's every Vietnam movie ever made for what it's worth. In <laughs> yeah. fact, I oh, you yeah. know. what?
0: But that's a good use of a cliche.
1: It is okay because when I went to go see this in the theater with Jim, "Fortunate Son" came on. And he looked at me and goes. Can't have a movie about Vietnam without this one. And then went back to what he was doing. Did it have
2: Peanut Black on that soundtrack?
1: Yep, I believe it did. Um, Shock
2: and surprise. Oh my
1: god, there's so much... It's a it's a two-disc. It, uh, so here's what it's really good for. It's really good if you just want to play older music. Like, every every summer we go away with my in-laws. And my mother-in-law always wants to just listen to oldies. And this would be the perfect soundtrack for her just to put on instead of being like, okay... Go find a Spotify playlist for you know year X Y Z. Yeah, then I have to go find that playlist, and then she's like, "What is this? What is this?" You know, what's the oh. year of Autumn was born? Nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, well the Star Wars so- the Star Wars theme is going to come up on here, so just be aware of that. <laughs> I didn't put it on there. With Forrest Gump, I, f- I feel like it is it it's part of the sound
4: group of soundtracks that present the defined era of the movie, mm. right? Like like American Graffiti, not as groundbreaking, obviously. Um, the big chill, something like that. Yeah, great hello. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, and I, I say I put in my notes. American Hustle gets there too, and I have that on vinyl. Ah, Latin record store day. But you have, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody's seen this one. Yeah, yeah. I've like, seen the movie. Okay. I, I didn't really see. yellow America. Uh, Tom Jones, Wings, Bee Gees, Elton John. Like when I when I think about this movie, I think about Jennifer Lawrence furiously cleaning. The house to Live, or let, live and Let Die and so It's 1973 and yeah. they did a really great job of Transporting you to that era With the music I think Forrest Gump does that In it's own fantastical way Because that's a really unbelievable story <laughs> That Forrest <laughs> is telling And yeah why wouldn't you have The Doors and then You know Buffalo Springfield And right. all of that
1: Right okay and then from Twitter we uh, Got some stuff from The Laughter Life uh, most of Scorsese flicks have uh, great soundtracks, but I think Days of Confused was the best. Joe will get in that in just a yep. second, put a pin in it. Um, and I asked him what his favorite Scorsese soundtrack was. He said, Tough Call, The Departed, probably his favorite.
2: Yep. Uh, All right. oh
1: You get two! No.
2: You get two. <laughs> no. You you get two. No, you?
1: No. no. No? No, no, no. No, 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 no. And Joe, right. actually, one of them's on Joe's list. So... Why don't, we, why don't we start with Days of Confuse? I'm sure we've all heard the Days of Confuse soundtrack, right? Oh, you want to talk
0: about Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Huh? I mean, Days of Confuse yeah. was... Guar-
0: the, yeah. the Days of Confusion soundtrack was the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack before it was the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, but you want to talk about a soundtrack that transports you to a specific time mm-hmm. period and kind of, you know, you know, it's like, how you think 70s, being a teenager in the 70s in rural Texas is like, this is what the soundtrack does. It transports you there. You know, especially when when you it starts off with rock and roll Koo mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I could imagine, my, you know, I could imagine it, uh, being a kid in the 70s driving a hopped-up pickup truck. You know, I got nothing else to do
1: on a Friday night. It's a cruise up and down the street, go to a football game. I, there, there are times I feel like I was born 10 years too early. Yeah. Or, or too late, rather. Too late, yeah. Too late. I, I, would, have, I would have excelled in the 70s. <laughs> I really would have. Um, <laughs> no, but you're right about this. This is, this is definitely, and so many people brought this one up. Because it's, it is, I mean,
0: again, it's one of those things. Like, it's it's that classic seventies rock.
1: It's bong rattling rock. It, it, it is. It is. It is. It, yeah, you know, and and all you just
0: picture. We all knew. You all know. There's a there's a Matthew McConaughey character in every town in every high school.
1: Oh my god! Well, now there are because everyone wants to be Matthew McConaughey for I for whatever godforsaken reason.
0: Right. All right. <laughs> all right, all right.
1: all right, Yep. Yep. They all keep getting. Younger, I stay the same age. I get older, I keep holds, getting the same up. age. It that does. That up. really holds. holds up in this day and age,
4: yeah. But you think about, like, I'm uh, looking at the track list right now, Cherry Bomb, Fox on the Run, like, back-to-back.
1: Yeah. yeah so, like, agree. you're right <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, Joe. Okay. Do you want to touch on the other one here? I do. All right. Because, in my view, inarguably
0: the best Martin Co- Soundtrack to Smart Martin Scorsese film, Goodfellas. Yes.
1: Hands down. There are so many great musical cues in that soundtrack. And because it takes place over a um, thirty year time period. Yep. You know, you get that Rat Pack stuff. You get the um, the musical pul- coda to Layla. Like,
4: exactly. oh, oh my god. god! That is one of you the just best put sequences the coda of that amazing you song. You just said
2: the trigger word. That is
0: That is such an amazing sequence.
1: With that, co- with that, the- but getting back to what we said about Trip Tarantino earlier, Scorsese doesn't use a lot of scoring in his movies. No, he the, does the soundtrack, these songs is the scoring.
4: I mean, I will say, how many times can you use "Give Me Shelter" in your movies before it gets a little yeah out? I I love that song, so it works for me. But believe it know, or not,
0: it's actually not on the soundtrack. It's not
4: on that soundtrack, but it was definitely in the Departed
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but I mean, but it's such a good cross section, like. Managed Boy, yeah, by um, oh, he's Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Yeah, I mean, just some, there's some great, yeah. great music in this.
1: What's the song? I'm, just, I'm drawing a blank. Because I'm not looking at the track list right now. When he's on the, when he's like, he's just he keeps seeing the helicopter uh, no, I'm on a run in the run
4: with the helicopter. It's, stone, it's the stones. Right? Uh, let's see. Char- George Harrison makes an appearance on the, yep. on
1: the soundtrack, which is great. Can you, can you find a joke? Yeah, I you know that's what, that's what I'm talking good. about, though, right? I'm trying. It's, it's been like so it's awesome. like very like 1980 type of rock and roll. I mean, you even end that movie with uh, "My Way" by Sid Vicious. Yes, it just, it just works so well. And one of my honorable mentions actually has that in there as well. Uh, the Sid and Nancy soundtrack. Yep. Um, you find it?
0: No, not yet. Nah. I'm, well, I'm trying to remember to be- So long since I've seen the movie Gotcha
1: Gotcha You know what You look Catherine we did skip your husband Also Joe
3: Yep Uh, He mentioned a couple He mentioned a couple He mentioned uh, Sorry to Bother You Um,
1: I'm not familiar with that soundtrack I know it's a reasonably new movie
3: Yeah And um, I am not familiar with it I'm assuming that he's listening to it On his days off (laughs) <laughs> um, but the other one he brought up it was uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which I know is on your list it is oh and, god uh, we got out of that movie at Salmon Pond Mall, went up to Newbury Comics and bought the disc oh, yes yeah, yeah, and, so then, and then went into the car and popped it in the CD player and oh
0: yeah, as my soon, god. as soon as I got out of the movie I bought it out I, yep. know, I went off and Google
1: Play did you play Monkey huh? Man huh? Monkey Man Monkey Man okay, okay great do uh, you have anything else to say about uh, no just
0: already? like I said and, and just an aside just to show I mean just so you know how in tune Martin Scorsese is with choosing the soundtracks for his movies watch his documentary series on Mm -hmm. blues on the blues yeah the guy I mean he
1: knows his music he's not like Clint Eastwood but in a less pretentious kind of way yeah you know with with his jazz and with his uh, blues and I think there's also something to be
4: said for um, an executive producer for a soundtrack. So Scorsese uses Robbie Robertson, who's the guitarist. For, oh, for, the, for the, band. Band. the band, yeah, and the and he, lead he did, songwriter. He, uh, you know, he directed The Last Waltz, which is actually one of my honorable mentions, yeah. which I just put on the notes like today. I, today yeah, but, I saw that, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he struck up this this friendship with Robbie Robertson and has used him for every movie since 1978. And I feel like That has a lot to do with it And I'm not saying Scorsese doesn't have A good read on it Because he clearly does You know He directed The George Harrison documentary The Dylan documentary Like he knows his stuff I feel like Robbie Robertson Has a lot to do with that As well Well, And when thinking about Someone like the Coen brothers They use T-Bone Burnett mm. As their executive producer For their soundtracks And again The guy's been around forever He is connected With everybody He
1: knows all He knows everything Interestingly enough Song On um it, uh, until the end of the world, Timo Burnett, uh, Humans from Mars.
3: Okay, yep.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Robbie Robertson. And Humans from Earth. Humans he, from Earth. Sorry, and, and Robbie may you know may have a
0: big hand in choosing the songs, but Scorsese does a great job of m- making sure the songs fit the settings Absolutely. Yeah. You know, integrating it. Integrating like you know, like I said,
1: the coda for Layla yeah. that sequence is like. Perfect. It's, awesome. it's great, especially because every time you hear, every time I hear that coda now, yeah. What I'm do you thinking thinking about, about? think about? I he... you think about the car. Yep. Yeah. You think about when they go. You know, when they pan down to the car and go in, and like the guy and his wife are sh- like shot through the head.
0: Funny enough, that wasn't written by Eric Clapton. That was written by
1: George Harrison, wasn't it? No,
0: the, no? the coda to "Lay" was written by the drummer. Um... Oh,
1: Ginger Baker. No,
0: it wasn't Ginger Baker. Was the drummer for Derek and the Dominos, the guy. Oh. Guy schi- was schizophrenic committed And, uh, killed, some and uh, killed some people And actually died in jail Oh fantastic
1: That guy Wonderful yeah, Jim the, Gordon Jim Gordon okay Just one Commissioner
4: one Gordon <laughs> No, the, guy, no the, character, the guy's
1: name is actually Go- Jim Gordon
4: well, I'm going to get a little pretentious here for a minute but, like, <laughs> The director as auteur thing Is is something that I really connect with Where it's, it's Tarantino, Scorsese, the Coen brothers James Gunn Where they're pretty much in charge of Everything Everything in their production Yeah And those tend to be the soundtracks that I connect with most because they've.
0: It's a about personal it. connection for yeah, them.
4: A personal connection for them. Even something that's on my list is almost famous. Cameron Crow
1: uh, singles for me. No, same no matter thing.
4: what you think about Cameron Crow, the dude knows how to pick a soundtrack. The you guy know, can he put wrote, a soundtrack wrote for Rolling yeah. Stone, yeah, like yeah in, you know. in In an era where Rolling Stone actually
1: meant something, right? Was his wife, he was so. married to uh, to Nancy Wilson too, right. so yeah, fantastic. All right, so into the Spider Man.
4: I'm gonna be
1: I.G. Baby's to me. I just plan to be something powerful for my family.
0: Tried to balance life and my sanity. Show a different side of humanity. So amazing, keep up praise and Save you from a hope invasion. Chasing robbers from the bank. You facing friendly
1: neighborhoods. Yes, go go Gotta go hard. I ain't got time to wait. Uh, Catherine's husband Joe brought that up. It is on my list. Holy hell! All right, I have to just go out and say first of all, I'm not that big of like a hip hop fan. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't like it, right, at right. all. But I put this on on a whim when I was at the gym one day. I'm like, I just need something different to listen to i like, okay, I'll listen to the Spider-Verse soundtrack. You two seem to like it a lot. Oh,
3: I love it. Yeah.
1: And I put it on, and I just... I have never been so pumped listening to a single album.
3: Yep. In well, the,
1: the entire... And this was a year... that 2018 was a good year for superhero soundtracks. Because you, and I know you mentioned this in your honorable mentions, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Both very good if you're just looking to just... Sweat a little bit, mm-hmm. and that was the thing: is that I look for music that inspires me to push more weight or just move faster and elevate. Uh, yeah. Here comes danger. Here comes danger. Everything yeah. just it just makes me work harder, and it's just it's so it's just so exhilarating. It's, yeah, the it
3: whole is, soundtrack got my husband through the last holiday season. Ah, and well, uh, Elevate is definitely the song that gets him the most pumped. But it's not just I mean it's,
0: for me it's it's Sunflower. I love sunflowers. Sunflowers so a much.
1: beautiful song. And
0: the thing is, I mean, it's easy. I'm one of those guys that would easily make fun of like any of the, like Spotify artists, yeah, you know, rap artists. that's like, yeah, you got a song on Spotify, yay! Big, for, you know, go tattoo your face. Like, pull the easy to make fun of. But sunflower is such
1: a beautiful, nice song. I like yeah. how they introduced that song too in the movie. Yeah, where Miles is sitting there, he's got his headphones on, he's doing his and he's, 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 he's doodling, drum. and he's singing. He doesn't know the words. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's it's a Because great... we, we, we
0: don't, and
1: everybody does that. If you don't know the words, you just
2: kind
1: of eh, eh, eh. And <laughs> We did. We used to do that with um. You get what you give. Yep. Remember that song from 1998? Blah 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 and that just every t- and every time I, I listen to that soundtrack, I'm just reminded how goddamn amazing that movie is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And how in in this is the perfect world that we live in that this movie exists. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist in another reality. Yeah.
2: Or maybe it does. Ooh.
1: Ooh. Oh switched it there. Oh. Be Familiar is another one that my
3: husband likes off that soundtrack. He pretty much loves the whole soundtrack. Yeah, there, there
1: isn't a bad song on this soundtrack either. I mean you know, Black Panther. There are a few songs on there. Like, I'm mm, sorry, okay, I'll just listen to that. Um, I, mean, I think the takeaway from that is that Andy goes to the gym. So. I, I, yes, exactly. Oh, oh well, boy, we do. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, Andy exercises. Actually, the funniest part was when we did our music of '88, and I um, was listening to a, a thing, and I almost broke my wrist. And that yes. actually became part of this. It was like it was an REM album. It was Green, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not. I, I I'm in no means proud of this, but I almost broke my wrist listening to this. Which album.
2: I replied, and that's why I don't go to the gym,
4: and
1: that's why you don't teach lessons. <laughs> Always leave a note. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, bless you, Arrested Development seasons one through three. Um. So anyway, that is. That is all the social media, con- um. Yep. And that was an hour. That was an hour. That was a friggin' I think, hour. I think this is gonna be end up being a two parter.
3: Yeah, probably. Well, it might could, be. We could sort of we we sort of talk about things that were on our list when yeah. they came up in social media. So. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah, we already spoke about two out of three. Two right. out of
3: three of mine. So
1: I think we could gut this out for a little bit longer, make it a one parter. What do you think, guys? Yeah, we can yeah. do this. All we can, can do this. Go, 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 go! All right, go.
3: Four to go. All right. Anyway, um.
1: <laughs> well, we couldn't gut it out. So we decided to split the episode into two parts, as Joe had originally suggested that we do. Uh, So you'll be able to check out part two of our movie soundtrack episode in about a week. Special thanks to M from Verbal Diorama for her contribution on this show. Please go check out her podcast, Verbal Diorama, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, go forth and be nerdful.
2: Mine, those belong and impound that tape, and that player is mine! Look, ah! ah! don't feeling! Blue Swede 1973, that song belongs to me! Ah!